I, I did expect it to put some more kind of stress and pressure on the relationship yeah. in different ways, right? Yeah. You're now sharing a space and you're having to deal with like the little nuances that you weren't, that weren't necessarily on your radar or maybe were on the back burner. What kind of nuances? Uh, a bunch of things Kyle would have been privy to if he spent more time at my place. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Kid Problems Podcast, based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human being behind Big Kid Problems, Sarah Merrill. Now, I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about entering the adult world, and as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have Big Kid Problems. So each week, we will take a funny yet informative look at a specific Big Kid Problem, break it down with our roundtable panel, then have out an expert to help us solve our problem of the week. From love and relationships, career, money, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. I am your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer and creator of the popular comedy Instagram at Big Kid Problems, where I like to make fun of the transitions of adulthood. And this week is a super fun episode because we're talking about a big transition and really a big life milestone, and that is moving in with your significant other. Now, I just went through this about a year ago, um, and not only did I move in with my long-term boyfriend, which is a big move in general, but I moved in with him across the freaking country. So I now have a little bit of hindsight with me and can hopefully share some wisdom for any of you who might be considering moving in with someone or for anyone just hopes to do that like one day in general. So to kick things off, we're going to sit down with my pals and real life couple, Kyle Cook and Amanda Batulo. Uh, if I have any Bravo fans in the house, you may know them from a little show called Summer House. And at the finale of last season of Summer House, they got engaged and signed a lease together. And so we are actually picking up a few months later to see how that is all going for them. And I promise, even if you've never seen the show Summer House, these two are a real life couple. So it's still just like really interesting and funny to chat with them about their expectations versus reality for when it comes to moving in, some quirks that they learned about each other after moving in together, how they navigate life and how they keep it sexy and just so much more. Uh, we're even going to play a little version of the newlywed game, except it's the newly moved in game. So I promise this will be very entertaining for all of us. And then we're going to get serious with our expert of the week, Carrie Moore, who is a licensed therapist who specializes in relationships. So we'll talk about how to to evaluate if moving in together is the right step in your relationship. We'll talk about some conversations to have beforehand and what to do if you've already moved in, but it's not going as planned. And fun fact, okay, so I've been working on this season for a while. So this interview with Carrie that you're going to listen to today actually took place a couple months ago and it took place before I got engaged. For any of you new to the show, uh, I just got engaged to my boyfriend of five years a couple months ago. Um, but in this interview, 
Uh, you'll hear it. I mean, I was truthfully getting a little bit frustrated and questioning my own decisions about moving. So you're, you're going to hear about it. And now in hindsight of everything that has happened, I have some insight on things that I wish I could tell myself in that moment and some things that I wish I had done a little bit differently. So if you stick around, I'll kind of get into that at the end of the episode. But for now, we're going to jump in with Bravo TV's most rambunctious couple. And I feel like that's a pretty accurate description. So stay tuned and we will be right back. All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem Podcast. I am joined now by Kyle Cook and Amanda Batulo. They are a real life couple and you guys might know them from the summer house. Hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting in your guys' apartment right now and it's so cute. Thank you. We're officially adulting. You guys are adulting. You guys have like house plants. You have like paintings on the wall. See if you can find the real ones or the fake ones. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very impressed. I'm very (laughs) impressed. And I've known Kyle for a while, so I can tell Amanda had a lot to do with this. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm excited to have you guys on today because we're obviously, we're talking about moving in together, which as you know, is a big step. In any relationship. Massive. Massive. How long did you guys date before you moved in together? Three years. Three years. Yeah. 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 And um, were you, like, who was kind of, like, leaning more towards it? I think I kind of initiated the conversation in a way, but it was definitely more to talk about, like, making sure we're on the same page, like, letting him know that if I ever move in with someone, that's because I'm serious and, like, I want to be married to them. But once Kyle like made his mind up, it was completely him leading the entire conversation. Like, we're moving in. We're looking for apartments. Like, this is the one we're getting. Like, I put down the money. I will say, though, that the summer before, so we had been kind of dating for about a year, but then made it official after, you know, it's actually on Summer House, Labor Day weekend, the summer of 2017. So that was like official. Going into the next year, which would have been season two, that's summer of 2018, she had her lease coming up Mm. and had kind of put the feelers out. And I don't, either I chose not to have the receivers up (laughs) and I conveniently like, I wasn't like catching all the signals. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I was in a good spot with my roommate. We had a lot going on in our life with the show, startups. And I was like, I don't think I was, I don't think I was there. He wasn't catching on. I was kind of like, hey, like my lease is, you know, coming up soon. You know, my roommate's been talking about like living on her own. And Kyle's like, yeah, like, let me help you find an apartment. I'm really good at this. I'm like, oh, yeah, um, thanks. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing with like New York, though. It's like apartments are so expensive. And Mm -hmm. especially if you're like like dating somebody for a long time and you're sleeping over there all the time. It's like, why do we have two? But you've probably seen what I was most like fearful of where we have friends that Mm -hmm. will like move in because it's a cost saving things because it's a convenience thing. And then the relationship that wasn't necessarily meant to be is now super complicated. Yeah. And you might end up dating longer than you should because of the inconvenience uh, it's just like I've seen it happen too many times and it just scared the shit out of me. So I I was, you know, I wasn't conveniently picking up on what you were putting down. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you end up just renewing your lease or did well, you no, find a new place? Yeah, we found a whole new place because we needed to get, like, we were leaving that one no matter what. Oh, that's a fucking so then, headache. Yeah, so then I moved into a new place for one year and then moved out. But I barely lived in it because I was at his place all the time. Yeah. Like, every weekend, during the week, constantly, he never came over, even though I had the bigger bedroom in my second apartment. Why is that? I feel like guys are like territorial in a way that they always want you at their place. It's because my bed was a full from my first apartment and it <laughs> Fair. was too small Fair. for him. Also, six floor walk up. Yeah. Oh, I don't really? like to arrive sweaty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Have you guys ever lived with somebody before? Or is this their first time like living with a significant other? It's both of our first times. We've never done it. Yeah, I mean, she's nine years younger, so I hope to God that you didn't get this far along. But no, I mean, I don't think I was ever even close. Ever? No. I mean, I had a couple Sorry, long Sorry, all Kyle's ex-girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. They were also putting out signals that you conveniently yeah. ignored. Uh, yeah. In more ways than one. Um, <laughs> no, I... Uh, it just, we kind of had that conversation where, like, the only reason we would be thinking about moving in is because we think we are going to take that next step as Amanda was saying with marriage. And it's like, I don't want to go through that. It's not like I felt the need to live with her to check that box. We were already kind of on that same page that like marriage is in our future, which is probably an ideal scenario. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I feel like you similar. I was, I was like with you, Amanda, I was like, I'm not about to like move out and like get rid of my safe space and move into an apartment if we're not like going towards something. Yeah. Like I'll save my time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, I'll still come visit. (laughs) And you, you not only moved, you moved cities. Dude. Yeah. You need to to be very sure. Yeah. I moved coast and like all the things that come with that. Like, yeah. Wild. Oh yeah. I could talk about Sorry, I was asking if we could talk about (laughs) Sarah is recently engaged. I know. Me and Amanda just had a a stare off where we stared at each other's rings. I know. That is beautiful. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. It all paid off. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like it's funny though, like especially when you you move in with each other and with you guys too, like you kind of had the expectation, like, okay, like this is for real. We're gonna like, you know, potentially be building a life together. What were your like expectations coming into it? I thought I would cook a lot more. I think I was like really excited to like, I don't know, like pretend to be grownups and, you know, like I come home after work and I cook for Kyle and I do this, but like, really, I just go to Chipotle or like one of the places. Uh, If anything, I cook for you. So that's, that's, yeah, that's what I was surprised about. Yeah. Really? I do all the grocery store shopping. By grocery store shopping, he means fresh direct. He orders Yo, online. That Same counts. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is 2019. Yeah. And he orders like just chicken and broccoli and that's what we have for dinner. That sounds about right. I do it right. But, but you do uh, the cooking? Uh, when I can, yeah. Because I mean, I cook very simple, straightforward, healthy meals. If we're going to do like a more elaborate recipe, then that's where she will actually pony up and <laughs> do something. I mean, if you think about the back and forth and the, you know, all of the inconveniences of having, you know, particularly for Amanda or whoever is doing more of the moving back and forth. I mean, that's a huge inconvenience and that, that adds stress and pressure. And I, yeah, at at a certain point I kind of had felt guilty that she was doing all the back and forth. And so my expectations were, you know, 
you take that out of the equation and all of a sudden your time together during the week, you know, is going to be better time spent. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that, I mean, are we moving into like reality? (laughs) (laughs) We can. I don't want to jump ahead. Do you? you? But but that was one expectation. I think another one was just, you know, it it would, it would naturally pull us closer, but I I did expect it to put some more kind of stress and pressure on the relationship in different ways. Right. Yeah. You're now sharing a space and you're having to deal with like the little nuances that you weren't, that weren't necessarily on your radar or maybe we're on the back burner. What kind of nuances? Uh, A bunch of things Kyle would have been privy to if he spent more time at my place. <laughs> Wait, I have a guess. Is it like hair everywhere or like... No, she's pretty good with that. I, clothes everywhere. Yeah, I mean, welcome. Also, the concept of like <laughs> shopping online is... is Yeah, that's uh, a great convenience. The whole like, oh my God, I have four months of stuff that I have not returned <laughs> is something that I really struggled around my head around. Cause I'm like, you, you basically still paid for all of that and you're not returning it. And it's cluttering that our shit apartment. Is real. That shit is real. Sometimes I just can't make my mind up. But when I finally do, it's too late. It's just too late. <laughs> It'll get you. I actually just did that. Like I ordered something and was like, I don't like this. And yeah. then I was like, Oh, I'm just going to wear it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't return it. Now. Yeah. Meanwhile, like FedEx and UPS are on our block. Which I do need you to drop those boxes off for me tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> this is a good reminder. What about you, Amanda? Do you have any like expectations that you were kind of like surprised or reality versus expectation that you were just like surprised by? I thought that, you know, we'd be spending a little more like quality time together. I think that, you know, when you're dating and you don't live together, you're making an effort to like go on dates and do things. And it's, I think we've, you know, it almost has become comfortable. Like, okay, we're with each other, but like we don't actually have to be spending time together is kind of what it's come to. And he works his ass off. So with like lover boy and everything happening, he uh, he works all night. So like I come home from work and I'm done. I want to sit down in front of the couch and watch TV and not talk and yeah. at his computer. And like, that's our time together. <laughs> but he's working yeah. and I'm relaxing and... Yeah. It's hard when you work from home too, because it's not like, it's not like a nine to five. Like I do that too. Like I'll like, my brain gets cranking like later too. Like I around like, I know. Yeah, I am too. So around like 3 PM, I'm like just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) No, really though. I mean, it it is, you know, she wants to, you know, she has a kind of a a deadline driven job. She's a creative uh, graphic designer, creative director. You know, I, like you said, I don't really like, it's not like I clock out. I'm always yeah. on. And, you know, she wants to come home and unplug. And I, that's not something I've ever done my entire life. I, I've always just been working. I, I never really watched all that much TV, to be honest. You guys don't watch so, Bravo? Well, that's how I unwind. I do. Well, now, yeah, we, we, I watch all, like, you know, five times more TV than I ever did these last nine months. You're welcome. I'm not sure that's what I was asking for. So yeah, it's just like, all right, so now we're spending time together on a couch. But is that quality time? Mm, not so much. Aww. Something we could do together. <laughs> that's free. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. That is isn't drinking. Um, yeah. 
I thought like one of the cutest things of the whole season this last time, it, it showed you, it was like the camera that was in the house, but it showed you guys like everyone went out and it was you two in the living room, like being fucking weirdos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like dancing. she was like hanging from your shoulders or something like that. Oh, I, like, yeah. I just picture when I think of you two living together, I'm like, they're just doing that all the time. Oh, when we come home drunk, like weird things happen in this apartment that <laughs> really neither weird. of us know of because there's no footage of it. I just we know almost that burnt the place down like a couple months oh, in because God. the pizza was in the uh, oven. Mm. And we and both passed out. Both passed no. out. <laughs> and no. we still woke up and ate it and ate it the next morning. And it was black. No. Yeah, we were really we like woke up we're like, what's that smell? It's just smoke everywhere. I pull it out. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't there wasn't smoke everywhere. But the pizza it was, was charred. Black. So there was smoke. And uh, <laughs> we still we still picked at it. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a little scary. Because you gotta have like one be the responsible one. Yeah, no, we don't have that. <laughs> Awesome. Um, were you guys like nervous about anything like coming in? Like I, especially, you know, after we all saw on the season last time, you know, of like things going on, were you nervous about that? Or were you like, now I can have like an eye on Kyle at all times? <laughs> <laughs> I like, I mean, Kyle hasn't always been the most amazing communicator. And there's definitely been times like during the week when we weren't living together, that he'd go out and I'd get a call at 3 a.m. and he'd be drunk. And I'm like, what? Like, you, how are you out right now? <sighs> so now it, it feels a lot better that, like, if he goes out, I know that he's out and I know where he's going and I know what he's doing at all times. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's comforting, though, like, just, you know, having, being more aware of, of what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and as a result, like, I'm 36 years old now. I'm going out less, yeah. which is a welcome, you know, like that's, that's, I welcome that. <laughs> to, to not go out as much. You know, we have this recorded. Yeah. yeah. It play sounds this like back. you struggled to say that. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I'm relieved. No, it is good. We, I feel we it's moved yours. out of like a super hip neighborhood. We're now in financial district, which is like a great hood. It's a little more convenient, less hip. And it's quieter at night. Yeah, there's fewer temptations. Like my old apartment where I lived for four and a half years, I felt like every party, dinner, or whatever revolved or was walking distance from Nolita. And it was that is so true. convenient to be like, oh, yeah, you're literally around the block from me. I'll, I'll be right there. Yeah, and those are the nights that I would have no idea. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, good night. And then I'd wake up with like phone calls in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm like, just grab it a quickie. <laughs> Five hours later. <laughs> No, that's funny. Oh, that's actually, that brings up a good point. Have you noticed like moving in together that you've had, like, do you have to make more of an effort to do things like with your friends outside of each other? Are you guys like doing that or are you spending, like, are you doing more things together? And like, what, how does that all play out? We definitely do a lot together. I know I personally am guilty of not making an effort to do things with my friends, not because I'm always doing things with him, but because I have so much going on that when I have a free night, I just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And I feel like the things that we're doing together, like birthdays or like events or things that you feel like obligated to go to, and we're both invited to them. But he's yeah, a little I, better I, at I'm, doing things. I'm very much more social. and You don't say. <laughs> I... Well, no, sometimes I, I, you know, I'm, I'm almost like, man, there's like a couple of people that I'd love to catch up with 
you know, and, but then I, you know, I kind of feel guilty if I'm going out and you're not doing anything. So I'm happy. She, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, shouldn't you be hanging out with your friends? <laughs> you're like, I have the couch to myself. Exactly. No one hounding me for the weird shows I'm watching. Yeah. That's funny. I, I feel that way too. I mean, it is tough, especially when you have, you have like your built in like buddy, you know, mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. And like you, I always think in perspective, like a girl will invite me out and I'll be like, Oh, but like, I don't think Brandon has plans yet. So I don't want to leave him. Yeah. I don't want to leave him in the dust. No. When, in, when in reality, you probably just want to chill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In reality, he's like, please go and leave me alone. Kyle yeah. left this weekend and he came back. He's like, did you miss me? I was like, no. <laughs> It's like, I liked it. He's like, did you miss me now a little? I was like, yeah. Like, sure, babe. I'm happy you're here now, but I didn't miss you when you were I'm like, gone. weren't all your friends in Las Vegas? <laughs> and she's I like, was yep. sick. <laughs> what do you think has like been the best part of moving in together? For me, it was, it's kind of like the step one, like chapter one, like the building blocks of like actually building like a future with someone, you know, you're, we we came in with essentially no furniture, so it was like a little stressful, quite frankly, at first because we were literally sitting on the floor, like on the styrofoam from our from our TV box as like couch uh, as, as as like thoroughly seating yeah. for a couple of months. But it was fun. We kind of like got to like design the place together, pick out all the stuff, kind of transform it, and turn it into like our space and. I love that. Like it's, I probably like that maybe even more than the average guy, um, having a place that I call home. I purposely, I never lived alone. You know, I, I know that you could easily just waste a ton of money to like have your own spot, you know, and be that guy, like take the girls home to your own crib. (laughs) Uh, I was like, cool. uh, I'm going to try to save up and like, you know, invest in my startup. So for me, it was exciting because I was not only kind of like going out and, and, kind of like picking out my very first apartment, but it was with someone that I wanted to be with. So to me, that's been the most exciting part. That's sweet. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's, ex- it's been exciting to like realize how much we have in common in terms of like style and like the way things like should happen. I mean, but there's also a lot of, you know, differences between us, but I think it, it causes arguments, but it also like balances um, each other out. Like I'm organized, but I'm not clean. So like I'll let things pile up, but then when I put it away, everything has a space and it looks like perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know there was a difference between the two <laughs> until now. She's organized, but the stuff can be everywhere. Yeah. But it like, get but put you away know right where it away. is. Exactly. And I know where it's supposed to go when it goes back. That's funny. And also, you know, he helps me like work more like be a harder worker because he's always working but me always relaxing kind of helps him unplug a little bit and like take a break from the screen and yeah that's like a good balance (laughs) one screen to the other yeah so yeah it's it's a blessing and a curse but it's exciting uh just to kind of see like how our relationship is growing even more yeah would you say like almost immediately like you guys just felt closer i really think like moving in together is no joke no like it's it's exciting, but I mean, we've gone through our battles. Like it's it hasn't yeah. been like rainbows and butterflies. I think I think one of the things that we that kind of like plagued the the initial people are like, oh my god, you're engaged and you're living together. This these are like like the the happy times. Like, this is the happy <laughs> well, time. Yeah. What the I hell? mean, we we were still yeah. coming off the heels of of 
you know, I'd put her through a lot last summer and I didn't, I didn't, you know, when I was starting to think about proposing and, and buying a ring and all that good stuff, all this stuff hadn't really surfaced as of, you know, just yet, you know, between like coming clean about cheating and then like a cheating rumor and, you know, just dealing with that, which, you know, it was kind of like, do I put on, put the engagement on hold? You know, I, I, I didn't want it to feel like a bandaid. And so when we, when we wound up in the apartment, we had just wrapped filming. I, I was, we were without furniture. I was, I had a fever cause my body just shut down because yeah. I was so stressed out and nervous about everything. And that the, the engagement was like the final, you know, <laughs> scene literally of the summer. And then I just boom collapsed. Um, and we didn't have a chance to really kind of deal with, I kind of like blindsided her. So, so like we wanted to be excited about the engagement, but we still had a lot to work on in yeah. our relationship because of what happened that summer. So I feel like a lot of the time after we kind of, you know, celebrated and were excited, there was a lot of, you know, building our relationship back up that needed to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know how relatable that is, but I think, <laughs> look, sometimes when you're, 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 you get engaged and you move in and you've got like the long-term vision, you particularly like the guys, maybe they, they lose sight of like being romantic, showing that you care or, or, you know, recognizing that you put your significant other through hell and that you still have to like build the trust back up, build the relationship back up. And you're I think, learning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so impressed right now. Yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean she's off the hook for, her behavior. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is good. And it is, it actually is really relatable because I think like people look on the outside of like couples who just get engaged and they're like, oh my God, everything's perfect. And it's like, no, we still have like, I, I am going through the exact same thing. Like we're like, we're so happy and so excited, but like, we're like, okay, there's like some real life shit we have to figure out. Yeah. We're just going to like ride this until the wheels fall off yeah. and then like deal with it. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you want to marry that person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like, you know, there's not some things that need to be figured out before that happens. Totally. I think that we needed to kind of decompress. And then I think a lot of couples, maybe when things are all in a row, you just immediately go into wedding planning mode. But that did not happen for months. Yeah. Which was a little like people were peering into the relationship and asking questions about our our planning. And we were just like, nah. <laughs> like, just, just chilling. And now we're going to be like going into the summer. Talking to our friends, and they're gonna be like, and like "What were you like, doing the whole time?" Yeah, they're be like, oh, it's been nine months. You guys literally don't even have a venue. We were and- building our relationship back up. Yeah, <laughs> and like decorating a super cute apartment with houseplants and stuff. More, it's difficult. It's a lot. It takes a lot to decorate an apartment. It I was really searching does. for plants instead of wedding venues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, it, you guys have it covered. You guys have it covered. Well, I, I think I think the big takeaway though is don't feel like you need if you get engaged. You know, it doesn't mean you immediately have to start wedding planning. You have to do what's right. Now, if you know exactly what you want, you guys are on the same page and there aren't other sources of stress in your life where you can just do a deep dive. Yeah. Some girls like, you know, plan for this moment and have the whole like Pinterest board and everything. I was not one of those girls. I had no idea what I wanted. So it's just been like a learning process also of like, where the hell do I want to get married? Oh, like, totally. There's a lot that goes into it. I'm with you. I'm yeah. like, I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm like, what are the different where, where like are style venues? Pff, 
I don't know. People were asking that like at our engagement party. Yeah. They're like, well, so when are you going to do Brandon's it? I'm like, from- I don't know. This just happened. I know. He's from where again? He's from California. Yeah. I- but we want to do a destination. That's mm. nice. Yeah. That's like the one thing we know. We're like, we want to make it so everybody is like gone for one weekend. Like they can't escape. <laughs> they have to hang out with us. That's what we wanted to do too. And that's why we originally chose a venue in Vermont that fell through, but we wanted to like force our friends and family to hang out with us. Yeah. Keep them captive. For sure. But now the only thing I know is that I want the style of my wedding to be industrial modern. Oh. As of this this week. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. That's the theme. Um, One thing I did want to ask you guys, so, because I think this is for anybody who moves into together and this is just kind of like, obviously this is going to happen, but it's easy to like get into that roommate vibe. Mm. Like, how do you guys keep it? Keep it sexy. Kyle, how do you keep it sexy? All right, ready? You beg for sex. <laughs> you say, hey, Google, play sexy music. And then, then she reminds me, I don't have a, a subscription to Spotify. I'm like, shut up, Google. I'm an Apple music guy. Yeah. And then and then we finally get some music playing. Yeah. What's your Maybe go-to? Like, literally, I tell Google to play, like, lovemaking music. Actually, they can do that. Actually, yes. yeah. Last 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 <laughs> night, I felt I felt like we were in the in a scene from The Last Samurai because it was an an, an Asian, Asian inspired, uh, inspired lovemaking song. <laughs> I'm picturing like Oriental. Like, oh, it was very yeah, Oriental. Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. go forward, please. Uh, that feature has been. <laughs> that feature is a premium. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, I think. Um, but outside of the bedroom, but yeah, go. I mean, I think that honestly, if I could just like take our charges, our chargers from the side of our bed, I think it'd be. I think, and I'm saying this now, but this is an idea. We get into bed, and that whole like talking about roommates, you like. You know, you're both you get in bed. You're both on your phone. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's what what happens with most couples in the smartphone. I era. think that's pretty much like a ninety. Yeah. You want to plug my phone the, in somewhere else? It's kind of depressing. I I, I want. Yeah. I'll, I'll never like, hear my alarm. I'll sleep right through it every morning. Well, that's what. So Brandon and I have had this conversation about like us moving our phones into the other room and like getting an actual alarm clock. I mean, obviously yeah. this is a discussion because I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I have an actual alarm clock. You do. She just yeah. wakes up later than I do, so yeah, it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, I'm but. with you, girl. Do you have similar schedules, or are like one of you a night owl, morning person? I'm neither. <laughs> I sleep in and go to bed early. Respect. Yeah, yeah I. I I think one of the big adjustments for me is like, you know, I was, I had a routine. I was like stuck in my ways and from how, you know, eating to sleeping to working out. So there's been an adjustment period. (laughs) Yeah. I call it the fiance 15. What, what do you mean? Uh, It's called, I don't keep snacks around and she does. And we all know you around snacks. I put on some LBs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll like, and I know he doesn't eat snacks, so like I'll try to hide them. But like you know, I feed my body what I'm craving. If I want pretzels, if I want you know Reese's, whatever it is, like I'll buy a small amount and I'll hide it, and I'll come back and I'll go to get some, and like it'll be gone, <laughs> and it'll be a week later because Kyle throughout the entire week has a little bit at a time, a little bit every day until it's gone, and then I have nothing. Usually it's well, now I'm better, but yeah, just. 
that's just like one example, but you know, I think I, I think I had a meme about that. I was like, you think you're in a loving, trusting relationship and then you find out like where they've been keeping the snacks. Because <laughs> Brandon legit has like a chocolate stash that to this day, I don't know where it oh, is. Wow. But if I'm like, I really want chocolate, can you please get me some? He'll like disappear for a few minutes and come back with chocolate. Yeah. I Because I'm, I'm a night owl, but I also want to always try to have a morning routine. And yeah, she's, like she said, she's neither. Yeah. So. Okay, real quick before we jump into our game, let me tell you one of the keys to moving in together is just doing sweet little things for each other. And right now, I'm big on making Brandon a nice warm cup of Four Sigmatic. We're getting married this year, so we've been trying, trying being the operative word here, to cut back on desserts. So a little after dinner, I have been making us both the hot cocoa with reishi mushrooms. It is so delicious, guys. And it has a little bit of cinnamon in there and it just gives it this like nice, warm, rich flavor. And what I love is that reishi mushrooms have been known to activate sleep cycles. So it's really the perfect way to unwind and relax before bed. It's also really freaking easy to make. I mean, I just mix it with hot water and boom, my sweet little gesture is complete. You can also make your partner a nice cup of Four Sigmatic coffee with lion's mane in the morning, which is nice because you don't have to like mess around with a coffee pot or anything. Again, you just mix it with hot water. I mean, it is so easy. It's delicious. And it's also been known to support productivity, focus, and creativity. So I kind of like to think of it as like a healthier alternative to your regular cup of joe. If you want to try Four Sigmatic, I have a special offer just for our Big Kid listeners. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash bigkid or use discount code bigkid at checkout for 15% off your order. That's foursigmatic.com slash bigkid or use discount code bigkid at checkout. Oh my God. All right. Well, we are going to jump in to a little game, you guys. I hope you're ready. Maybe right. we take another swig of lover, lover boy. All right. Cheers. Okay. Um, cheers. All right. You have your two pieces of paper here. We're going to play a little edition of kind of like the newlywed game, but like newly moved in game. Oh Ooh. gosh. So it's going to get weird. All right. Okay. The rules are, I'll ask you guys something and you have to write down your answer and we're going to see like, how they line up. So if I say like the first one is what word best describes each other in the morning? All right, Amanda. I said productive. Oh, nice. What'd you say, Kyle? Combative. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I'm not a morning person. Yeah. It's like she wakes up with her dukes up. She's just like ready to fight. Do you get her like coffee or anything in the morning? Yeah, I make a coffee. Yeah, that's that helps. I'm combative too. And Brandon just knows to like put coffee down first. Yeah. He's like, I'll see you in an hour. Yeah. Um, who takes longer to get ready? Me. Kyle. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's just like, I don't think he does more. He's just kind of slow. <laughs> well, she like, also like, showers. That's a, actually a big I just surprise. Don't when I'm shower. Looking at. She just doesn't shower. Really? I shower. Not as, I don't, Kyle shower, has to shower every single day, like before and after. Like he doesn't. <laughs> so she doesn't work out. That's another surprise. Kyle. Really? So Kyle. she doesn't shower. Okay. Because she doesn't have to work. <laughs> Wait, how are you keeping it together without the workouts? Kyle feeds me chicken and broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) See, it all worked out. Um, If I walk into your bathroom at random, will the toilet seat be up or down? Up. Uh, And I put it down right before you walked into our apartment before because Kyle left it up. Always. 
I don't give him a hard enough time about that. No, I'm you don't. I'll do it for working. you. Yeah, I'll you do know. it for you, Kyle. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Put that shit down. One time, the like most mad I've ever got at Brandon was in the middle of the night. I like went into the bathroom and fell into and like he'll, we both like pee in the middle of the night and we don't flush like to be like you know not yeah. like the other person. So I fell into like a pool oh. of like piss. Your little butt went in <laughs> all the way in. I like threw my back out. I like oh my God. we almost didn't survive it. Like oh I was God. like well, this is over. That's <laughs> Yeah, I think you need to like put the it down in the guest bathroom, but like in our bathroom, I'll, I'll eventually I try. occasionally let it slide. I you try. have to choose one bathroom where you always put it down in. That's smart. That's also the key to a successful relationship is two bathrooms. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Because the bathroom, he, he shits all the time. <laughs> so like, if I have to, pee, I have a really fast house. Like he's always in the bathroom. It's oh, also oh. where I spend my quality time. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he comes up with his Instagram with his ideas. Yeah. Um, what's one thing the other person does in the apartment that drives you crazy? <laughs> Kyle probably has a lot of answers. For this. Kyle is quick to the for pen. For some reason, I can't think of. What do we have? Leaves shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I said works all the time. That's Could fun. be worse. It's like, worse. yeah, it's like one of those things that like you fall in love with someone for, and then it also ends up being the thing that totally you apart. <laughs> well, I'm like, if you're on your phone while watching crappy television and I'm working right behind you, what's the difference? I just want to go on a date. Okay. <laughs> That's Planet. fair. That's fair. Kyle, this is just one for you. What is one product Amanda cannot live without? Oh, this is an easy one. <laughs> Remember, do I have? don't shower. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a shower theme. It's dry shampoo. Yeah. I was making fun of her today about it. What's the weirdest thing the other person has ever brought home into the apartment? Hmm. I don't know if we've been together long enough to figure that out. Like, I bring home decorations for the house and Brandon's like, this is so cute. And then I find it in the closet like two days later. Thing. I brought home that liberator pillow. They didn't like that. Oh, yeah. A liberator pillow? Okay, here's the story. <laughs> Kyle's ex-girlfriend bought him some sex pillows that they used once. He dry cleaned the covers, brought them back from his old apartment <laughs> and said, Hey, Amanda, look, I got us sex pillows. <laughs> yeah, they're clean. You can't use used sex toys. That's what I said. He also had a bag of used sex toys in his old apartment, in his closet. When I was helping him move, I just threw the whole... I was like, we're not even going to open this. Yeah. It was like a piece of me was being thrown away. So you got to start fresh. fresh. You got to start uh, fresh. Yeah. So that's definitely the weirdest thing he brought home <laughs> was those damn pills. I was like, so you had sex with someone else on this. He's like, only once. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Have you ever heard the other person fart in their sleep? <laughs> I've woken myself up from my no. fart in the middle of my sleep and he has slept through it. But she recently, <laughs> I think in around month six, I think she let out her first completely. You know, like fart. sometimes I hold it in so long that like there's so much gas inside me <laughs> that like it just it, it couldn't. It just I think I just like breathed in and it was like nope, and it just came and the out. best is like I'll be across the room and I'm like ah, I heard that he lets them he lets them rip all the time. It what the fuck is with that? Like, dudes do that. And I I'm like, know. I am, a, you have a lady present. Right? I, that's what I was telling I mean, him. Like, that's disgusting. Like, I get it if you have to do it, but like, if my feet are under you because I'm trying to keep them warm <laughs> and you just let one out, like, or my head's in your lap and you're like, <laughs> both of which happened last night. <laughs> Not shocked. 
Um, that kind of goes into the next one. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen the other person do in the apartment? Um, I've done some, I've gotten walked in on doing some weird grooming things. And I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to know about this. Didn't you startle me once? I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure we've had I, any. We, uh, I pretty much warn him all the time. I'm like, don't come in the bathroom. I'm yes. changing my tampon. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't want to come in if you want, but I don't think you want to see this. Yeah. I feel like it's, I'm, I'm normally preparing him. I'm like, you don't want to walk this way. Yeah. That's another thing for any guy who's like moving in with a girlfriend, like never surprise her in the bathroom. Yes. Like you think you're going to like jump in the shower for like a cute surprise. Don't you do You don't know it. what's happening. I'm like one leg up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Kyle has no interest in surprising me in the shower, so I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't like shower sex. <laughs> it is logistically tough. Water is not that good of a lubricant. Let's just, <laughs> not let's just a put that out there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I got a good one for you on that one. That's good. That means you're keeping it tight, Mandy. Yeah. Well, he also also means I can't really surprise him with much. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me know when he walks in on you shaving a mustache. Because <laughs> not from experience. But maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> All right, final question. Since we are, you guys are talking about long-term things and we know you, you got marriage on the brain and planning a wedding and all that, when do you have to guess like when the other person wants a baby? Well, I already know. So we'll kind of put a lot into perspective. Kyle will be ready to have a baby once I'm pregnant. He's not going <laughs> to have a choice. Yeah. That's like, but that's when that. he'll be ready. <laughs> so she was like, look, in a perfect world, this was two Valentines days ago. So I was uh, 25. <laughs> right. yeah. So two Valentine's. You're like, um, yeah, 25. 27 minus two, 25. Well, basically, you know, it kind of set the stage for me starting to think about marriage. So um, Febu- oh, yeah. February of last year on Valentine's Day, we had some heavy talk and we basically, I was asking for a timeline and then she laid it out there. She's like, yeah, by 30, I'd like to be thinking about kids. And I was like, okay, okay, that gives me time. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, wait a minute. Like, that means, you know, there has to be a, a, a wedding and hopefully some time to enjoy marriage. Yeah. Which means, you know, you have to be planning that wedding, which means you have to be engaged, which means you have to propose. And I was like, holy shit, I need to like be ring shopping tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, that, so, I love that you thought about that because I feel like I do I do that. I feel like that girls mostly do that. And I'm always like, want to shake guys and be like, yeah. do you think about these timelines? Yeah. I'm like, well, Kyle, you're going to be 40, you know, oh, you're going to be over 40 by the time you have your first kid. Right. If we don't get right. But, but, and that's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like our generation though, it's, it's, you know, time can pass by very, very quickly. And if you don't have, if you're not conscious of those types of deadlines and, and where at least. I hate calling it a deadline, but it's just like a timeline. You know, I, at the yeah. end of the day, you're, you, you know, you don't want to be raising kids in high school when you're fifty something, yeah, or sixty something, <laughs> or whatever. But you know, I think 80. so many of my friends are, you know, they're going to be old ass dads. Yeah. Let's be honest. I think it's also like a New York thing. Everyone's like comfortable. Everyone thinks that like the next best thing is out there still. Yeah, like they're not ready to ever settle or settle down. So I feel like it's like a huge New York or any major city thing. Where yeah. Like, there's so many fish in the sea. People right are getting married later. Later, for yeah. sure. And like it is like people are having so much fun. It's yeah. like hard to stop. And yeah. like when it is true, unless of your friends are like 
actually settling down. So they're still going out. It makes it seem yeah. like, I just feel like the times that we've had in New York, what it was your eight years? And I'm like, it feels like two, you know, it feels like it went by really fast. So it's like, you do kind of get into that black hole. And yeah. You're like, yeah. oh shit. Because you went to a lot of the yeah. same parties <laughs> yeah, with the exactly. same people. Yeah. yeah. So repetitive. But yeah, that's why you need to like move to the suburbs and like just close yourself off to like the closest <laughs> bar in the world and just pop out babies and then maybe move back to New York. <laughs> I know. Well, you, it seems like you guys, you're doing the right thing. You're making the steps and I'm excited for you that you've moved in. And like, yeah. this is, I feel like when shit starts to get real. I, I mean, you were one of the first people I've ever met of Kyle's friends. Like after we met, I think that rooftop party was the first one that he brought me to. Well, shout out to me because I've always been like, Amanda's great. Don't screw this up. <laughs> and it looks like you took my advice. Shout yeah. out to you. Yes. So basically, you. this is all my doing. Um, thank you guys so much for being on. Thank, thank you. you. Excited for you. So Pleasure. Hey, I've got plenty of big kid problems. So yeah. oh, I'm a walking problem. Do. <laughs> yeah. Stick around and we will be right back with our expert of the week. So I was recently with my friend in the ladies room and she asked me for a tampon and I just gave her one for my bag. And she was like, wait, you don't use organic products? And at first I was like, organic tampons, come on, that's some like woo woo LA BS. Uh, But we started talking about it and I went home and researched it. And I'm honestly a little embarrassed to admit I am this late to the organic feminine care game. I mean, I am a psycho about the products that go on my face and I'm pretty good about eating organic foods. I don't know why I never thought about the ingredients in my tampons and other feminine care products, but it's a very real thing. A lot of products use dyes, synthetic ingredients, and fragrances, and that's why I'm so glad that that same friend told me about Lola. Lola offers pads, liners, and both BPA-free plastic applicators or environmental-friendly non-applicator tampons. They have a super flexible subscription model where you can customize your box with a mix of products and have it delivered right to your door. And you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. Just think you never have to have that awkward checkout where like, they get on the loudspeaker and ask for a price check on Super Plus tampons. Does anybody else have that nightmare? That is my actual, literal nightmare. Oh, and one more reason why I freaking love Lola, the company genuinely advocates for women. With every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which is, I mean, just freaking awesome. Uh, And I have a special deal for our listeners if you want to give Lola a try to take 30% off your first month subscription. Just head to mylola.com and enter BKP when you subscribe. Again, that's mylola.com and enter the letters BKP, you know, Big Kid Problems, BKP, when you subscribe. Check it out. All right. Welcome back to the Big Kid Problem podcast. I am here now with Carrie Moore. She is a licensed therapist and the founder of A Good Place Therapy here in New York City. We're actually in your beautiful space right now, Carrie. That's why you guys might hear some some sirens going by at some point. We are here in the flesh. Um, And you actually specialize in relationship issues. Is that right? Yes, I do. Amazing. So you are the perfect person to have for this episode when we are talking about moving in together, because that is a huge step people take in a relationship. Yes, it is. I, I do think it's a huge transition in the life of any couple or any person. 
Definitely. So is there anything that you would recommend specifically, you know, before you're making that decision, like any conversations you should have, like what, what are some, like maybe some basic like groundwork you should have before you kind of jump into that? Because it's a huge, it's a huge decision. It really is. I I think it's a decision that um, shouldn't be taken lightly. Although saying that, I do think there's a number of reasons and no one reason is more valid than another reason for why people make that choice. Um, people make the choice to move in together um, and just according to what is right for them, you know, in their lives. But what all of that said, I do think it's important for people to really um, know what their own expectations are, as well as to have a conversation with their partner about their expectations. Yeah. When you say expectations, do you mean like where the relationship is kind of going? I I think, it, yes, I think that that's probably one of the most important pieces. When I look at what, you know, what moving in together today means versus what it meant like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I think it is very different. Um, people are choosing, are, are not going in a linear order about um, how they go through big transitions in their relationships. People are moving in together. They're having kids um, sometimes um, before they get married. Sometimes people are also not having conversations about marriage or they're choosing not to be married. And so I think um, all those reasons you know, are very valid. All those decisions are valid. It's just a matter of making sure you're talking to your partner about what you want and that that's um, clear between the two of you. Yeah. And do you think, like, how specific do you think you need to get? Because I think they're at least like, <laughs> I know I can, I've experienced this and I've talked to my girlfriends who have experienced this, who, you know, maybe you communicate your decision, your, your expectations. Like you're like, you know, when I, before we moved in with together, me and my boyfriend, we kind of just, just discussed like, yeah, we, we definitely want to, we want to get married down the road. We want to have a family down the road, but there was no like specific timeline. And I think what happened, and I've talked to so many girls who this has happened to is like, without like a specific timeline, it's like, maybe you had an expectation of when it was going to happen. And then it takes longer than than you actually expected. So do you think like how granular do you think you need to get and how like specific do you need to get? I I think there are actually, that's a good question. And I actually think there are big gender differences when it comes to this. Totally. Um, Because, and as a therapist, I'm a big fan of assertive communication of people um, having good boundaries of expressing what it is that they want and need um, and asking their partner for that. And then being open, of course, to what their their partner also desires and wants. And all of that said, um, sometimes you you have to always keep in mind the independence of your partner, um, their freedom of choice, um, their different life and um, upbringing and kind of what they're bringing up to the relationship is very different from your own experience. And I think that gets really tricky when, when, you know, you really want something really badly and also your decision making might be dependent on the timeline or how quickly um, the proposal happens, for example, and your partner may not be in that same place at all, as far as um, wanting um, to get married in that same timeline even maybe having the finances to afford to buy a ring or um, might even have very different ideas for himself about where a proposal, where, you know, an engagement and a wedding and all of those things kind of fit into, you know, his life with you. So I think 
it is really important to be assertive and to express uh, what it is that you want and what your plan is, but at the same time to be open-minded and to be a good listener so that you can really hear your partner in terms of uh, what it is that that he or she might want. Yeah. Is there like a good way to maybe have that convo? Because like, I don't know if it comes across as like psycho if you're like, okay, I want to move in together, but I want to ring at the end of the year. (laughs) Like, is that like too like definitive or is there like an easier way of kind of easing into that combo? I think some people, I think for the sake of this conversation, we'll say men, I think some men really need to hear that message. And I think, um, you know, it's helpful for them to know clearly where you stand. Mm -hmm. I think moving in and if you're making a big sacrifice, like in your case, you moved across the country. Yeah. Uh, when you're making a big sacrifice like that, you want to let them know that it's not an easy decision for you. And, you know, there's a big compromise and that there's going to be expectations that you have um, that really, you know, come with this. So I think, um, you know, the, the two things I would just want to emphasize is assertiveness. And when you're, when you're being really assertive in your own communication around uh, the topic, it really means being open. It means expressing from your, what I call a positive need, which is what you want, um, what you're desiring, not what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that uh, from a place of your own feelings, explaining your experience and your perspective and everything you're bringing to that desire and what you want. And also being open to listening uh, what it is that your partner also wants, uh, where your partner might stand on that same timeline. And then together as a couple figuring out, does this work for the both of us? Yeah. And um, so one one thing I always emphasize with couples who might um, be coming uh, to this decision to move in together, different ideas in mind about, about marriage or about timeline, is really to always um, remember that when you're when you're dating, when you're not um, yet living together, or even when you are living together and you're not engaged and you're not married, um, you have the freedom to make a choice based on uh, what it is that your partner is presenting about what you want for yourself. So, if your partner's timeline is um, very different from your own, then that might be a big enough reason for you to choose not to move forward, to move in together, mm-hmm. or to be um, with that person anymore. And I think that sometimes, you know, people um, for many reasons, even when they really love somebody have to make decisions like that because they know what their own priorities are and what they want for their lives. So there are some big, big things that often come up around this, like, you know, marriage, whether or not you want to get married to begin with, also children and raising a family. Yeah. And it's like so important to have those conversations before you move in, because then once you're in there... I feel like, like in my case, like I kind of felt like once we were already moved in, like I lost all my power in the decision. Like I, like I had no leverage at, at that point, you know, like, so I hear what you're saying. and like having these like pretty like serious discussions beforehand, because once you make that move, like it's pretty hard to reverse it. Yeah. Once you make that move, it is much harder to get out of it because then you're um, you're having to consider moving out, you know, getting your own place. Um, often when you move in together, your partner becomes your default social network. And so you just fall into doing things together, knowing that somebody is there at the end of the day, become very dependent on, um, you know, their being with them um, for your, you know, emotion for, you know, your emotional connectedness, 
for everything that it's a bigger leap than to leave once you've moved in together. Yeah. So uh, for all those reasons, I do think it's important to consider that it might be, you know, it might be an empowering decision not to move in together unless you feel confident that you are in the same page and that you, you have, you know, rel- relatively more or less the same timeline. Yeah. And I do kind of want to like acknowledge the guy side too. You know, I remember um, my poor boyfriend, I'm just going to use him for like every example because like lived this, but from his, when we had a conversation before moving in together and, you know, I, we kind of talked about like, yeah, we were on the same page. We want to get married one day. We want to have kids one day. Um, but his whole thing was, he's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to commit to any sort of timeline, not knowing how we are when we actually live together, you know? So I feel like, I I see the validity in that. And I think that there's like kind of, it can just become kind of like an imbalance between like somebody who wants certainty and somebody who, I don't know, who like might not be able to give those answers without really knowing, without experiencing firsthand. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I think that's a really good point to raise because um, often we want that guarantee, you know, but life in, you know, the risks that we take in life never come with a guarantee. And often, um, you know, the biggest leaps that we take are the things that are going to be best, you know, that are going to best serve us in the long run. And we just can't know the future. So I think like with um, all the planning, all the assertive communication, all the active listening and these things that you can do and bring to the relationship, you still don't know at the end of the day um, what the outcome is going to look like. I also think it's important for people who are in that situation where um, they're really wanting that proposal and they really want that, um, you know, that things to move forward more quickly to really take a step back to also um, make sure that they're being open-minded and also being curious to say, wait a minute, um, am I getting my needs met here? Are the important factors in, um, you know, in a partner for me for life here in this relationship or is there potential really for that or are there big things missing? And should I um, really use this uh, holding pattern <laughs> as an opportunity to to really myself be reflecting on, um, is this, you know, making, you know, making sure there's some room for doubt to not being so married to that idea of that proposal with that person and saying, yeah, I know I love this person. I'm pretty confident that we will be um, really great together and um, want to spend my life with this person. But at the same time, because we're not yet engaged, I'm going to um, make sure that I'm still be mindful, that I'm still paying attention and asking questions and being curious about about um, how this is working for me. I think that's so important. And like, would you, be, because you want to have room for that doubt, I almost feel like if I could go back or like if anybody asked me like my opinion, I, like do you, I almost wish that I had more of like an escape route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like I would have used it in my relationship, but I feel like, um, knowing that you have a fallback plan makes it a little less scary. Like, what do you think about like anybody going into the situation, but maybe like having enough money saved so that if they need to move out, like they can, or like, what you, like having some kind of contingency plan? Yeah, I would say, so I have biases here because I'm, I'm a big believer in um, as much as possible having intention and a phrase that I really like that can help this stick is do you slide into it or do you do decide? And I think when you're in a position to be a, you know, to really decide what you want for yourself, 
that you're also really thinking about, okay, what, how do I, what resources do I have? Who is my support network? Could I move out or where could I go if I do need to move out? They're really taking into consideration and being planful about it. What I consider to be kind of sliding is when people make decisions to move in together, um, more or less for convenience or in New York, a really big one is to save money. Yeah. If somebody's lease is up and it's like, oh, let me just, you know, move in with you and then I'll, I'll, you know, sign a new lease next month or whatever. Then of course it doesn't come around because people then feel you know, the, the comforts of, you know, going out more often or the other ways that they can spend their money other than on rent. Yeah. But then it becomes, again, is that convenience or is that really a decision that you're making for, for yourself and for the relationship? Cause it's really where you're, where you're both at and because it's going to be the best thing for you. So, yeah, I love yeah. that you're bringing that up. Cause I do want to like, it's not, not every situation is like you move in together to get married. And I like that you're, you're bringing in that factor. Uh, some other questions too, is I mean, like, are there other things you need to consider? Like, should you discuss like finances or like, does somebody pay more rent because they make more money? Like what other, are there any other like big things you think you should talk about before kind of signing that lease? I, yeah, I think finances is one of the logistical pieces that's really, really up there. Um, one is like, if you're going to be looking for an apartment to move into together, of course, that's going to factor in immediately mm-hmm. is taking it into consideration what um, you're both earning, what you both can contribute. And I, and I really don't think there is one way to do this either. I think in some couples, um, it will be a very natural thing to, uh, to kind of divide up the percentage by the, you know, income earning right power. So who is earning more is paying a bigger percentage. And then for other couples, it's going to be 50, 50. And, um, and for other couples, maybe one person is, you know, not working. And so the other person is paying more of the rent, or maybe one person is starting their own business. And so that, you know, the partner is paying more. So there's all sorts of situations. And I think the best way to approach it is to be as openly communicative as possible, even when it's difficult because money can be a very challenging topic. Yeah, it really can be. But it's one of those things I feel like if you're living together, it's like you got to somehow get comfortable because it's going to come up a lot. And it's not even just rent. It's like paying for dinners and like who's ordering in tonight. So I, yeah, I think that I, at least I've noticed like, that's like a topic that you kind of can't avoid, even though sometimes you want to. Yeah. Yeah. You can't avoid it. And some people are going to be very money avoidant. You know, it depends on a a lot of things. So it's like understanding who your partner is, what is their, their view and understanding of money and that the two of you are talking about it. And also that you are, are really, you know, positively reinforcing when um, something goes well, like let's say for example, um, that when you're not the one who usually pays for the dinner out and then you get out your wallet and you pay for it, you know, for the partner to say, thank you. I really appreciate that. Or that feels really good that you just got out your wallet first and thanks so much for getting dinner tonight and just making sure that um, you're taking a time to kind of verbalize that and, you know, to kind of show that gratitude because that will kind of reinforce the things that you want. Right. So when it comes to money, I would say that's definitely true. Yeah. Showing appreciation. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we kind of chatted a little bit about like you know, what to do before you move in. But I did want to chat a little bit because I think this is interesting. When you, when a couple does finally move in together, I kind of wanted to chat and see like what you thought about maybe some like conflict resolution, like exercises or things to do, because it is very different from when you go from dating and you have your own place. Like you get in an argument, you can go home, you can cool off, you can like you know, do whatever it is you need to do to get over it. And then when you're living together, 
that changes. Right. So like when you're sharing a space, like what are some ways you can help like resolve conflicts like quicker and like maybe more painlessly? Yeah, I, I think to start with um, creating a foundation where there's, you know, fewer arguments are going to happen or they're not going to escalate escalate as badly. Ooh. So a couple of things to do um, just to kind of keep in mind are the ways that you kind of like show respect and appreciation for each other in really little ways. Um, so the the type of therapy we do, which is, um, you know, based on research and based um, especially on attachment research from the Gottman Institute from John and Julie Gottman. They, um, they have a phrase called small things often and they see and, uh, you know, what they call master couples who are couples who stay together and don't divorce less, um, that they do these, they kind of are mindful of, of each other in the small little ways every day over the kind of big, grander, more grand kind of gestures. And so I'd say every day being really mindful, looking out for each other, getting your partner's like cup of tea in the morning when they're not expecting it. Um, showing affection uh, for each other um, and appreciation every day. The other thing is to avoid what the Gottmans called the four horsemen. So I have, those are so critical that I actually have them as a poster on my wall. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so um, the horsemen are criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. And um, there's antidotes for each of them. But basically- Oh, um, let's, let's get into it. I'm so, so, I'm so intrigued. So, and this is all, I love this because it is based on research. And it's really the only, um, it's, it's the most, you know, I would say the, the most research done on couples, mm. you know, in the world right now. So it's really a good source of information for us. But uh, basically I- when, when I'm working with individuals um, or with couples, with both, I use this when, when we see these things happening in the relationship. So these are big predictors of divorced, of divorce for people who are married. Um, and it's also a lot of them, you can kind of see where abuse starts to happen when these are you know being used often. So I think the biggest way to avoid you know, um, escalating conflicts and you know, big blowout fights is to just take this out of, yeah. your, of your vocabulary and also to learn to, if you find yourself using it or if your partner does, then really making a commitment to doing something different. Yeah. So I want to kind of start with that and say that that to me is, is very basic. And then from there, I would say, um, respecting the, you know, each individual's independence and right to privacy. Mm. So I think, um, when, you know, when you're, when you're living together and especially right after you move in and you're used to your own space, really respect that, you know, your partner is kind of bringing something very different to the conversation, um, different expectations and a, a different way, you know, of life and a different way of thinking of problems and all these things. And so it's really like respecting what it is that they bring that's different than your, your own. So that's something else that's important to consider. Totally. And wait, one more time, those four horsemen, because I think that's so cool. Oh, so the, the horsemen are a criticism defensiveness, contempt, contempt, and stonewalling. Interesting. So if you're doing any of those, maybe check yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and these are things that people can research online. Mm-hmm. And also the Gottman Institute has a, what they call a, a, what is it called? Like a one minute marriage blog. That you oh. can kind of go on their website and sign up and you can get it. I think the way that the tagline is that you can improve your relationship in, you know, 60 seconds Jeez. kind of thing. But basically the, it comes out once a week and there's really helpful tips that are kind of based on this research that, that I use often in my work with individuals and couples. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'll include a link to that in show notes for anybody who's interested. And then, you know, we've 
one other quick thing I wanted to ask because this kind of this thought came up as you were talking is maybe and we'll we'll finish with this, but um, let's say you do move in together and it's not working out. You know, mm-hmm. like what are some steps you can take to maybe exit gracefully or come to terms with that, or maybe like understand if you do need to maybe move out and maybe end the relationship? What would you say? I would say as, you know, as much as possible to, you know, even though those are hard conversations to have, to be open, um, you know, in your communication about what are the reasons for why you would need to move out and what are the things that you're not happy with. Um, I would say to kind of create time to have those conversations Mm -hmm. um, so that really it can be, you know, understood as something, you know, serious and um, that together you can kind of have a plan to to make that happen. And like to discuss it with your partner, like don't like get in your own head and like not have those conversations because maybe it could be something that could be resolved. Yeah. I think definitely open communication. Uh, One thing I often advice is to not expect your partner to be a mind reader. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I see um, when we kind of look at the gender, the kind of gender line I see happening more with women where, you know, we, we tend to, um, to really be able to express our feelings a lot more easily and are more verbal in many ways and um, might have a lot of expectations about what it is that um, your partner should have done or should have understood or should have known about you or all these things, but um, it really can kind of build up and become a story mm-hmm. in your head and be much bigger than what your partner even understands it to be. And so I think, um, don't, you know, try not to read your partner partner's mind or make, um, you know, or make assumptions basically about what, how things should be really, even if it's something that you're really angry about or you feel, um, you know, really, disrespected or something, it really could be something a lot more innocent or something that's just very different about your partner. So I think it's important to kind of understand that your feelings are your feelings and it doesn't necessarily mean that your partner's bad person or the wrong person, you know, for you, you know, you could, you definitely want to have, you know, communicate about it first. Totally. And I, every relationship takes work. Like it's not always going to be easy, especially if you're moving in together. I feel like it's just one of those things you have to be like, okay with doing the work. Yep. I think okay with doing the work, but not to do too much work. <laughs> That's an important thing to <laughs> no, throw because in I yeah. am, Because I am very, like, again, this is partly where my bias is because I don't think that, um, you know, relationships like before marriage should really feel that hard where you're kind of doing everything that you have to do and you're just like in it together and it's like a war, you know, it's, it should never feel like when, when it feels that bad, when there's that much drama, there's that much conflict, it's not the right fit. Yeah. And that, and that both people, you know, it might be the dynamic together. It might be what each person is bringing or one person, but, um, you know, I, I would say if you're not married, then, you know, then you, you could work harder instead of getting out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, I hate to end it on like a negative note, but I think that's really helpful and, and, um, good to know for anybody who's thinking about moving in together. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. All right, that is a wrap on our moving in together episode. That was so interesting for me to listen back to uh, because even if you guys couldn't tell, I just remember being in a not so great place during this interview, Um, honestly. It had been maybe like a little bit under a year since moving to California with my boyfriend and the move just had not gone as expected. 
Um, don't get me wrong. I loved playing house with my boyfriend and we got along so well from the get-go and had so much fun together. But there were just a lot of other factors that were a lot harder than I thought um, they would be. Um, I mean, I could do a whole other episode on this, but it was just like a lot harder to make friends. Um, it was a lot harder to get work with no real network than I thought. And all my friends and family were on a different time zone. So I just started to feel really, really isolated. Uh, I also come from a little bit more of a conservative family. So I was starting to feel immense pressure to get engaged. And uh, I found myself questioning if I had made the right move, to be honest. I started telling myself some stories that definitely weren't helpful. And Carrie touched on this about how we tell ourselves stories. And this was like 100% the case for me. Uh, I was telling myself that because uh, Brandon hadn't proposed yet, that maybe he didn't want to marry me and maybe he would never want to marry me and maybe we would never have kids. And oh my God, I just turned 30. And if I need to, if I want to have kids, I need to get the show on the road. I was just starting to feel really powerless and like I had no control over my own life. And I was honestly starting to work myself into a bit of a panic. Meanwhile, Brandon was planning our proposal that whole time and his plans just kept getting foiled. So if you listen to our engagement episode, you probably heard some of those stories. But anyway, if I could go back, I'd tell myself a few things. One, I wish I communicated a little better about my expectations before moving in. So I felt like we were more on the same page. Two, I wish I had enough of a savings cushion that I felt like if I needed to, I could have moved out and been okay. I wouldn't have used it, obviously, but honestly, like I just did not like that feeling of knowing that I had put myself in a bad spot financially. And I'm just like being real with you guys. Like for anyone moving in together, that's like my advice is I, I think you should have a contingency plan if only for your own mental well-being. Three, Carrie mentioned the four horsemen. And I realize now after listening to this that I was totally stonewalling at this point and just emotionally shutting down and carrying that emotional burden on myself. I mean, the minute I did tell Brandon some of the concerns that were going through my head, he immediately reassured me and made me feel so much better. And I wish I just hadn't suffered in silence as long as I did. So that's just some insight from me. Uh, I would love to hear from you guys on some of your moving in stories, maybe some expectations versus reality, things you wish you did a little differently. Let's hear it. Uh, you can leave a comment on my post this week, shoot me a DM or screenshot this episode and share it with your people if you enjoyed it. It really helps this little show grow. And I just love when you guys do that. Um, I want to give a big, big shout out to our brave couple, Kyle and Amanda, for being on this week. I've linked their info in show notes and you can catch them on the next season of Summer House on Bravo TV. Also want to give a big shout out, of course, to Carrie Moore. I'll include her info in show notes as well. And we'll uh, include some of those resources we talked about. So make sure to check that out. If you love this pod, make sure to subscribe and maybe even leave a nice little review. It takes two seconds and makes a big, big difference. And I truly appreciate it and read all of them. Yes, even the mean ones. <laughs> so until next week, I hope to see you back here then. We've got a brand new episode for you. Uh, but until then, I will see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.